from Smashing the Plateau, I'm David Schreiner-Khan with Going Solo. In this show, we discuss building your own successful business after a long career as an employed professional. You will never be ready. You will never be ready. It is just a matter of starting and figuring it out along the way. Today on episode 104 of Going Solo, I'm speaking with the founder of We Got This Admin, Inger van Roy. Inger worked in the corporate world for almost 20 years prior to establishing her own consulting and coaching business. Stay with us to hear all the details. If you'd like to share your story on Going Solo, please get in touch with me at smashingtheplateau.com. Now let's welcome Inger van Roy. Inger is passionate about helping people. She's known by many as a storyteller and power connector, as she uses storytelling to share her thoughts and helps others to connect with people and resources to help them flourish. Inger worked in the corporate world for almost 20 years prior to establishing her own executive administrative consulting and coaching business called We Got This Admin. Inger, welcome to the show. Thank you, David. I'm happy to be here. Thank you for having me. Oh, it's my pleasure. So you had a consistent corporate career for many years. Had you ever considered going out on your own and being self-employed? Yes, I did many times, but I was always held back by the fear of the unknown. So what actually was the trigger that let you move forward? I was between a rock and a hard place, to be honest. I was working in the corporate world. My last permanent role was within uh, in a construction company and, and I'd worked there for almost seven for about seven years when they were going through corporate restructuring and I lost my job due to no fault of my own thereafter I continued to look for work you know and did various stints in temporary capacities but I just didn't I wasn't able to find my next home and then fast forward to, you know, the pandemic when that hit. I was in a role, in a temporary role at the time. And I live in Toronto. And in Toronto, I was working downtown. And in downtown Toronto was actually under lockdown. We were put under lockdown where basically it was like a ghost town. There was no, hardly anybody was actually going into their offices. And so... At that point, because I was in a temporary capacity, the company that I that I was working at was deemed non-essential by the Canadian government and had to close their doors and take everything online. And with me being in a temporary capacity, I actually wasn't able to transition. So I lost my job again. And um, I continued to look for work and because I was afraid of venturing out on my own. but a friend of mine actually triggered me to to begin my journey into the entrepreneurship world when she said, to be honest, she said to me, well, why not try? You could always go back to the corporate world if you try and don't succeed. And so I decided to start. And that's how I got there. And how did you decide what kind of business to start? I basically took my existing skills that I had and, you know, they, they're transferable. We all build up skills within our corporate environment and uh, we, can, we can use those as a foundation to begin something else on your own. And so my background is an, as an executive assistant. I've worked 
in the corporate world as an executive assistant for almost 20 years. So I know how to do different things that that we need in in our daily lives, really, but that I could now use to help support business owners or executives independently. So what what are your your biggest strengths? What did you realize you had that was transferable? My biggest strengths that I came to realize, I have a passion for people. And that is intrinsically who I am. I love to help people and help them to succeed in their lives, right? Whether it is in the corporate world, whether it's in work or in business or even in their personal lives. So that is what drives me. And you know, I because I love helping them to succeed, I, I love thing doing things to support them, such as organizing, calendar management, travel arrangements, expenses, editing and writing. And um, those were the things that I carried from my corporate skill set into the entrepreneurial world where I am today. Mm. How long did it take you to get your first client? It took me two weeks to get my first client from the point of registering my business to obtaining my first client. That's pretty quick. How did you do that? Yes, it is quick. At the time, I was very frustrated and I didn't realize how fast it actually was. The way that I did it was I scoured Facebook, really, and found you know an agency that basically was looking for VAs, virtual assistants, to be able to farm them out to to businesses. And I contacted the the person that had posted and she interviewed me and I was placed in my first role at representing her company. Hmm. What differences did you notice between doing that kind of work for your own business in an online format versus what you had been doing before in the corporate world as an executive assistant? As an executive assistant, there's a lot of corporate buy-in that you need to have, right? Like you need to be really standing behind the brand that you're working for. And whereas for a VA, mostly it boils down to who's basically going to be paying paying for you to, to do your work, right? As a VA, you know, there's no overhead cost, right? So the that whoever hires you, they don't they don't pay for your equipment, they don't pay for where you are. That is your cost. But at the same time, there's a lot more freedom because of that. What do you mean there's more freedom? There's more freedom. So, you know, being in as in, being an entrepreneur, to be honest with you, I, yes, I am someone's assistant now, but I have the freedom to choose who I work with. If you're in the corporate world, you can't choose. If I have an argument with someone today and I don't want to work with that person because I found them to be disagreeable, I don't have a choice. I have to play very well with them in the sandbox. But when you're an entrepreneur, yes, there are certain things that dictate who you work with, like money, but (laughs) you also decide, right? You also need to decide who it is that you work with and who aligns with your values. And I feel that for me, I've had more freedom to be able to do that as an entrepreneur, as opposed to when I worked in the corporate world. So do you feel like things have worked out better as an entrepreneur? Yes, it definitely has. I sleep better (laughs) because I can honestly say to you, when 
Sunday came around. It was never, I never had a Sunday. It was more like Monday. <laughs> And I couldn't sleep because my brain was just going and thinking about what my week would look like, what was lying ahead for me and what I needed to to do. And yes, like I still have, you know, to-do lists and I still have things that I, I need to accomplish as an entrepreneur, but I get to decide what it is that I want to do and who it is I want to work with. So, Inger, at this point, who's your ideal client? My ideal client, you know, <laughs> that also changed since I became an entrepreneur because ideally I would have wanted to work with someone who is in the corporate world as an executive that is overwhelmed with the work that they need to take care of and needs someone to help them to manage their administrative tasks and their systems and their projects, right? But now it's changed to a certain extent because I had certain people, certain types of people that I wouldn't I wouldn't work with because I've had bad experiences. But I realized that I need to adapt to my environment, right? But I also need to adjust who it is that I, I want to work with. And, you know, as an entrepreneur, I, I try to give them the benefit of the doubt. So I'll, I'll have a bit of a trial period. But if after the trial period, I realize that it's not going to work, then the onus is on me as, as an entrepreneur, as a business owner to say, I'm, I'm sorry, but this is not going to work. And we need to save our ties moving forward. Has that happened a lot? No, it hasn't happened a lot. At this point, I've had one client that I had to fire. But it's good to know that you can. Yes. Uh, to be honest with you, it fills you with trepidation before it happens. But it's so empowering when it does, because then you it really hits home that you are the one who calls the shots. <laughs> and as opposed to the one who's sitting and waiting and cringing, thinking that you may be fired, you may lose your job, or you may be passed over for a promotion, or you may be that person that doesn't get that increase that you need this year, right? It's so different. Yeah, it's very different. Let's talk a little bit about business development. So your first client came in two weeks and you got placed with the client. Do you still use this the same kind of placement process or... Do you have your own process for business development? I have my own process now. That was, you know, I was just starting out as an entrepreneur and I wanted to find my feet quickly because I wanted to make sure that I could bring in an income. Now, what I actually do is I utilize mostly LinkedIn and networking groups in order to bring in new clients. Hmm. And do you work on your own or are you part of a bigger team? So I am the founder of We Got This Admin, but I do have a team that works with me. That's great. Thank you. And what date did you start your business? I started my business at the end of July. I registered my business at the end of July. Wow. So less less than a year, you have a whole team. Yes. Yes. Less than a year. And when you were in corporate, did you have a team like this before? No. I didn't work with a team. I didn't have a seat at the table. You know, being an executive assistant in the corporate world, most of the time, um, you're behind the scenes 
taking care of all the loose strings, right? And a lot of the time, too, you don't have a seat at the table and people tap into your ideas and sometimes steal your ideas because let's face it, we do have ideas. <laughs> of course. And they probably don't give you credit either. No, I didn't experience that at all. I'd never had any credit given to me. So now you're the CEO and you sit at the head of the table. Yes, I do. And um, also as a result of what I've been doing on LinkedIn and within networking groups, I have a seat at other tables as well. Wow. Congratulations for all that. Yeah. How did you figure out the business development techniques? Uh, to be honest with you, I'm still figuring it out. You know, it's a lot of trial and error. You know, there is no manual for what we're doing. We can try and see what works for us, right? And it always, it it depends on who you are. It depends on what kind of services or products you offer, um, what kind of business you have and the, the way that you run your business. So it's really a lot of trial and error and you, you will figure it out as you go along. One thing that I often say to people who I coach is that you will never be ready. You will never be ready. It is just a matter of starting and figuring it out along the way. That is so important. Yeah. Talk a little more about what that means, that you'll never be ready. I think in an ideal world, we'd love to, you know, equip ourselves to the point where we think that everything is going to be perfect. And, you know, you're going to have all your documents. You're going to have all your ducks in a row. You're going to have these ideal clients that are just going to be coming to you. But that is not reality. Reality is... You know, you need to basically be adapt or die. You need to roll with the punches. You know, there's you can envision anything as much as you want, but you will it'll never be perfect and you, it'll never be exactly as you envision it. Yeah. So how did you figure that out? Because <laughs> that's, that's not an employee mindset at all. And here you are less than a year into your business. You have not only you start with your first client within two weeks, but you've built a team and you, you know, you have, it's not just you. I've learned it as I've gone, as I've done things, you know, for instance, you know, LinkedIn is a tool that a lot of people use, but we don't all use it the same way. And for some of us, it actually works. And the only way that you'll, you will know how LinkedIn works as a tool for marketing, for networking, for bringing on new clients is you actually have to go out there and use it and see what works for you. You know, I can tell somebody, you know what, like this is the way that you're going to do it and I'm going to give you all these steps. But the thing is, I am not that person. I don't do what they do. So we need to, yes, we need to have the bare bones plans, but at the same time, we need to adapt according to our environment, according to who we interact with, according to who we are, right? Right. And that, that adapt or die mindset is not an employee mindset. No. Right. As an employee, it's what you said earlier, which is you cower and you're afraid that you're going to get fired. Yeah. So you, you try not to adapt because you don't want to make a mistake. 
Exactly. And, you know, when I coach people who are working in the corporate world and want to actually um, step off of that corporate hamster wheel. And one of the things that I, I need, like, especially in the beginning, is I coach them with regards to their mindset, because mindset is everything. If you can put your mind to doing something, you're already halfway there. Right. Then all you need is the perseverance to see it through till you get the results. Exactly. Yeah. And the rest, the rest, as you said, it's constant adaptation. It's iteration. Yeah, absolutely. I'm still changing the way I do things on LinkedIn, you know, for instance. I'm still changing and I'm just, I, I adapt and just, you know, because you have to also see what resonates with other people, right? Exactly. So, Ingrid, at this point, first of all, congratulations on everything that you've achieved in such a short amount of time. And it's certainly in a world where there's been a lot of chaos over the last year, you have figured out how to create some order for yourself that has worked quite well. What's your vision for your business? Where would you like it to go? My vision for my business is that I would like to be able to positively impact as many people as I can. That's great. I don't have any specific benchmarks to that. I just, that's, that's who I am intrinsically. And that's what I want my business to be able to do. And I can talk to the, the fact that you use LinkedIn very effectively because you and I met through LinkedIn. That's right. Thank you. Uh, yeah. I don't know that it's, well, it is effective in the sense that I want my message to be brought across, right? I don't use LinkedIn but, um, necessarily as a tool to bring in new business. That is not my approach to LinkedIn, but it has brought me new business. No, it was clear to me when you and I met that that it's a tool for establishing a relationship. Yeah. Which is really, I think, the way it was designed. And yes, Exactly. You know, LinkedIn can be seen as the Facebook of the business world, right? Right. And what do we do on Facebook? We connect with people. A lot of people use LinkedIn in the wrong way where they, a friend of mine actually uses this term. I need to give her a shout out. Her name is Gail, Gail Robertson. And she uses this term. Her term is people pitch slap you on LinkedIn. Yes, they do. (laughs) And um, yeah, so for me, even though I am, I'm in the entrepreneurial world, I own my own business, I don't believe in pitch slapping because I feel that, you know, in the real world setting, when you go and you meet people, you don't just give them your business card and say, buy from me. You get to know them first. And that's what we need to do even online. Yeah, of course. But you're right. So many people make the mistake. <laughs> so, Inger, we've talked about a whole lot related to getting a business like yours off the ground. If somebody wants to go deeper with anything we've discussed today, access any resources you may have or get in touch with you, where would be the best place for them to go? I have a few places, but one of them would be um, through my website, which is www.wegotthisadmin.com. And it's a double T, just in case anybody makes that mistake. So at my website, wegotthisadmin.com. And um, you can also reach out to me through LinkedIn. My LinkedIn profile is just, it's my name. So Inger Van Roy. 
So I-N-G-O-R space V as in Victor, A-N space R-O-O-I. Sounds great. Well, I want to thank you so much, Ingar, for coming to speak with us today on Going Solo, share your your experiences and your insights. My guest has been the founder of We Got This Admin, Ingar van Roy. Thank you again, Ingar, for joining us. Thank you for having me, David. It was an honor to be here. When you visit the Going Solo website, you'll find a summary of each episode, along with the links we mention on the show. Today, we learned why trial and error is the best way to grow and much more. If you'd like to share your story on Going Solo, please get in touch with me at smashingtheplateau.com. Please share this episode with friends and colleagues to help them learn how to build a successful business after a long career as an employed professional. Thank you for taking the time to listen to our show. I'll see you on our next episode.